Plantville presents Plantville News with your host, the Jaystrom. Now, here's your host, the Jaystrom. Yay! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of Landfill News, the pilot episode, as it were, episode zero. Uh, I'm doing it live. I'm kind of testing this thing out. I realized that I never took my dog's collar off, and it always jingles, and it drives me crazy. You guys hear this? This is actually Steven's job when we do the show, to take her collar off, because I never remember to do it. And it drives me nuts. Uh, But anyway, I am doing a pilot episode, Entertainment Landfill presents Landfill News with your host, the Jaystrom. Yes, I introduced myself. It's pretty sad. Maybe I could get uh, listeners, somebody to record an intro for me, and I'll add it with some music because I kind of threw that together uh, an hour before I'm going live. And the whole idea about going live is um, in my special announcement that I just made where you could go to your iPhone uh, app store. You could go to the Android Google Play store and get this app called Mixlr, M-I-X-L-R, and download it to your phone. Subscribe to NIM Podcast, and that way you'll always get a message when we go live, and you can listen to us on your phone. Say uh, you're at work or whatever, you're bored, you're at the DMV standing in line, put your earbuds in, and you hear me Uh, giving you some entertainment news and it's just a kind of crazy idea i had just this kind of um i don't know i just had this drive to try something new and part of that was getting people interested in contributing to uh patreon and becoming a patron of the show and one of our present patrons, Rob Bigmore, made that possible. I had the goal of hitting $150 a month. He contributed. Uh, he was already a patron, but he contributed more. And now we're, boom, $151. And if you actually look at the Patreon page, our next goal is 175 And if you read what the goal is there, you might be excited. And if we were to hit that... I'd have to start doing some major reading because it is a Dark Tower show covering the entire series with Stephen, Bill, and I. Um, yes, that would be uh, – that would uh, – I, I basically have to do some writing. But I want us to get up to that. That would be exciting. Basically, each goal you have on Patreon is another thing unlocked about the show, and it makes me excited. The fact that Rob was excited enough to uh, to contribute and get us to that goal, I am boom. I'm doing the show live right now, and it's it's a Thursday right now. But I want to consistently do it like every Wednesday. That way, if people decide they want to listen live, it's kind of exciting to for me to look forward to an audience. I don't care if it's like one or two or three people or whatever. I think it'd be cool. And also, of course, I will be podcasting this episode. It will go up on our feed. You can listen to it at any time, so don't worry about that. I'm kind of doing a mix of live and podcasting, which is exciting. You know, that's what we do uh, with the show. Anyway, we um, we do it live on Fridays, hopefully. 
Uh, and uh, then we release it as a podcast. Uh, the cool thing about doing it live is that you have the immediate, the immediacy of someone in your audience contributing. They're in the the chat room talking. A lot of times I will see them talking to each other. Listeners, I think that's exciting while listening to the show. So thank you, Rob, very much. And um, I'll figure out the format as I go along. I basically want to do about an hour on the news show. Unless I have a guest, we could go on longer. Basically, people call in uh, or whatever. So this is episode zero. If you like what you hear and you want more, uh, let me know. And um, let's get started. First of all... I want to say I'm really excited for one of our listeners. I don't know if he still listens, and it doesn't even matter because I love the guy, Noel Meller. He uh, is Film Rant, Film Rant Podcast. He uh, also did this great podcast, uh, 35mm Heroes. Uh, He also did a podcast, Adventures in VHS, and he's written a book about it. And I know he's been working a long time on this, really hard and uh, ups and downs and all this stuff. But I've been excited about it the whole time. And I contributed to his crowdfunding to get a copy of this book, Adventures of VHS. And he's finished it. And you can actually buy it right now. I think he has limited copies left. If you go to adventuresinvhs.com, you can order a copy of the book. And basically, he's writing about his experience in the 80s. Uh, his immersion into the world of home video, VHS, going to video stores, that kind of cool um, world of, you know, going to the store, the video store and hunting down these new treasures. And believe me, I can definitely identify with that. Totally. Um, You know, when... uh, uh, certainly younger when I had my dad's card, you know, or certainly later with Steven when him and I would get off work and we, this was Blockbuster. But back before then, we'd go to like, we'd have memberships at like Video Library or Take It Home or something like that. And as a kid, I never understood why we changed video stores, but I think something would happen where a video would get turned in where we had a late fees where it'd be like, you know, let's just not go here anymore. Let's go to a different video store. And that would happen all the time. And I'll never forget the video library. Here's just a little anecdote. They give you actually, when you joined a catalog of all of their titles on VHS. So I was like, Oh wow, this is amazing. And you go through each thing and see all the, and I would see like they had some kind of, uh, different comic book related videos. And I didn't know what they were like Captain America or something. And I started asking and I remember there was one title called the X factor and, or it, not the TV show X factor. This is back in the eighties. It was just called X factor or something like that. But there's a comic book by Marvel called X factor uh, with some X-Men in it. And I won't get into what that's about, but I remember uh, me and my friend Ray asking, do you have this? Do you have this? And they go, uh, yes, we have that. What's this about? You know, just totally pestering the two women behind the counter. And I was like, do you have X factor? Cause I was hoping in my mind, X factor was this animated film based on the comic book, which didn't exist. And the, the lady really embarrassed me. She goes, um, yeah, sir, that's a, 
an adult title, I'm afraid you won't be able to rent that. And I turned really red in the face. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound like it's based on a Marvel comic. But uh, I really can't wait to get my copy of Noel Meller's book, Adventures in VHS. I'm excited to read it. I can't wait. And congratulations to him. I think that's awesome. Uh, Now, um, you know, different news happens throughout the week, and I just pick what I think is interesting. And I thought this was awesome. The Tick Revival. uh, Amazon, you know, of course, they have Amazon Prime. They have Bosch and uh, Transparent and all those. Well, they have pilot season every year where they order pilots and people watch them. And they... uh, give their ratings or they give their, you know, they say, Hey, yes, I would like this as a pilot or no, this sucked or whatever. Uh, and supposedly the Amazon brass goes by this, by the reception. Well, I'm excited about this one that the tick is being revived with Amazon and Peter Serafinowitz has been chosen to play, uh, the tick. And I read this on Deadline Hollywood exclusive. British actor, comedian Peter Serafinowicz is set to play the lead in the Amazon pilot, The Tick. A new take on Bed Edlin's comic book character with an all-new cast. Edlin, who created the 2001 live-action comedy as well as the 1994 animated series and comic book, guys. Come on. It started as a comic book. Uh is writing and executive producing, which I think is exciting that Ben Edlin is doing that. If you look at his credits on IMDb, he's worked on a lot of great shows, including Firefly. Also back, our fellow original executive producer, Barry Josephson. I'm pretty sure it's Barry Levinson. Not Barry Levinson. Uh, no. Uh, shit. I can't remember. The reboot is bringing back the eponymous... Uh, muscle-bound antennae sporting superhero in the new incarnation, the blue-suited Tick is recovering from a memory loss and ends up retaining, ends up reteaming with his sidekick Arthur to fight evil. Um, that sounds cool. Uh, I actually liked the TV series. I know a lot of people who were fans, especially of the cartoon or even the comic. Uh, I think if you were fans of the comic, you like the TV show better. If you're fans of the cartoon, a lot of those people thought the TV show sucked. It's a different, uh, a beast, you know, and you know, Patrick Warburton, I thought was great as a dick. The show was silly. It was weird. It was out of its mind, but it was trying something new. And I have that on DVD that first season somewhere. I need to dig it up. That needs to be streaming somewhere in HD. I'll try to find out if it is, but, uh, Peter Serafinowicz is one of those actors that's, um, He's a genius comedian, uh, comedic actor. He had this great show in the UK called The Peter Serafinowicz Show, doing sketch comedy and all this stuff. He, the guy is fantastic, and I can't wait to see his version of The Tick. Um, one tidbit that some people may not know is he's actually the voice of Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, which is funny because, you know, uh, old Darth Maul didn't have very many lines of dialogue. I think, what what did he have? Tatooine is sparsely populated. Soon the Jedi will reveal themselves. Soon we will have revenge. It's just like, and that's it. That's it in the whole movie. Uh, so, but that's cool. He got to do it. And I remember there was a one TV 
spot for Phantom Menace where um, Darth Maul would say, fear is my ally. And you're like, oh, awesome. I'm going to go see that. And you go see it. And it's like, he never says anything in the movie. <laughs> he's not He's not one to talk much, that Darth Maul. But anyway, P- Peter Serafinowicz, um, I'm excited about The Tick. That's going to be really cool. Um, of course, we know, uh, as each story goes by, I'll click it off my browser. <laughs> uh of course, we all know that Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice comes out uh, tomorrow, or it's probably out tonight. You can probably go see it tonight. And the word of mouth is terrible. <laughs> you know, we'd heard rumors about things. Drew McWeeny a while ago said that execs have seen this and they're kind of scared of what people are going to think. And everyone was like, oh, screw you, McWeeny. You bastard! Trying to badmouth this movie. Well, apparently, um, he was not badmouthing the movie or trying to uh, trash it before it came out. Apparently, the film is a real mess, and I still plan on going to see this film with Steven. Uh, I'm excited to see it. The one thing I'm not excited about, though, guys, is it's two hours and thirty minutes long. I do not see myself holding my bladder that long. I'm going to have to choose my spot and get up and run to the restroom because, um, you know, I, I just recently saw Zootopia with my family and I was like, the third act of that, I was like, oh God, this movie's not even, what is it, 90 minutes and I can't make it? I'm an old man. I got old man bladder, you know, so, but also it doesn't help that you purchase a extra large uh, mega big gulp drink for $25 before you sit down. So I'm slurping on that the whole movie. I can only imagine how badly I'm going to have to pee in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> but um, according to uh, according to Variety, um, Batman versus Superman cast and director respond to negative reviews. Now you're like, oh, wow, what do they say? It's just little sound bites and stuff thing. Uh, what Ca- Henry Cavill says, what's really going to matter, I believe, is what the audience says. Because they're the ones buying the tickets. Oh, bravo, Henry. Good, good comment there. Uh, which, by the way, I do believe the film is going to make mucho buccaronis okay if that's a thing mucho buccaronis it's going to make a lot of cash money guys it may be long it may be bombastic it may be overly uh like just what am i trying to think of it's too much going on kitchen sink uh dogs and cats living together uh but people will it may drop off next week but i believe it's going to make a lot of money um, the audience's voice is loudest, and after this weekend, the audience, at least partly, will have spoken. Amy Adams, who plays Lois Lane, said the viewers should go into the movie without letting other opinions cloud their experience. Very nice, Amy Adams. You know what I always say, guys? I've said it all the time. Let the movie come to you. Let the movie come to you. And, you know, it's hard not to hear this bad buzz, but... Hopefully it's not um, Last Airbender bad, you know, or Highlander 2 The Quickening bad, because that's when I'm disappointed. Um, 
here's another quote. I know that Zach doesn't make the movies or none of us are making the movies for the critics. She said, adding that fan responses so far have been positive and articulating that they're making films for them, the fans. Now, uh, Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, I have no idea if I'm saying that right. There's a lot in this movie, but I think he nailed it, according, uh, referring to Zack Snyder. Uh, I don't know how else to do it 100%, so it is what it is, said Snyder. Um, so these comments are very sparse for variety to make a whole story out of that. <laughs> but anyway, I don't care about any of that shit. Can I tell you guys, I talk about this all the time on entertainment landfill and it's the truth. I don't care what other people's opinions are about films. I got to see it with my own two peepers before I know. I mean, yeah, I may have just almost poked myself in the eye when I said two peepers. Uh, but I mean it like I will like rotten tomatoes right now. Batman versus Superman V Superman Dawn of justice is 32% rotten. That's 51 fresh reviews, 107 rotten reviews. It sounds bad. And I believe that I believe what I read is going to be a jumbled mess, but I also, have to see it. I do. It's a Batman versus Superman movie. Am I going to not go see it? No, I've got to see this movie and I will give you my thoughts afterwards, hopefully going live on my phone with Steven, the pop culture zealot. Uh, and hopefully you will listen to that, but, and I'd like to hear what Bill thinks about it. I know that there's a lot of people that have not looked, you know, I know Bill didn't really look forward to it, and I wasn't sure about it. I still am not sure about Jesse Eisenberg's uh, performance in the trailer where he looks like he's kind of like, or whatever, and I don't, I'm not getting that, but I still, like I said, am going to see it, and I'll let you know what I think, um, because the only opinion that matters to me is my opinion. Of course, you know, I'll ask people what their opinions are, and they'll tell me, and I try not to let that uh, you know, uh, affect my opinion. I mean, a lot of people shit all over Man of Steel, and I was like, dude, I had a good time. Uh, I don't feel guilty about that. What, what are you going to do? What am I supposed to do about that? You know what I mean, Mr. Luthor? Uh, so anyway, BVS, Dawn of Justice. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I will go in and out of news of entertainment, movies, TV, and this is a video game related news bite here that the April games with gold, if you have an Xbox live, uh, gold membership, Wolf Among Us, the Telltale Games game <laughs> will be free for the first part of April till the 15th. And then Sunset Overdrive on the 16th is a free game, which, by the way, I played for one day, loved it, didn't, couldn't afford to buy it. I will definitely download that sucker. Uh, the one bad thing about these games with gold is my D, my uh, what not DVR, my hard drive on my Xbox is almost filled up, and I'm gonna have to start deleting shit, which sucks. I wish it had a terabyte, two terabytes, because 
These games take up like six gigabytes when you download them. Uh, probably not Wolf Among Us, uh, but I don't even know what that's about. I know it got good reviews. Telltale Games does really cool games, I know, like the Walking Dead game. So I'm definitely going to try that game for free. <laughs> I, might, I might as well download that. And another thing that I wanted to talk about is that, like the Landfill News Show... I want to get in a regular basis of doing a Twitch. I've kind of played around with Twitch, uh, you know, before playing Mad Max and stuff like that. Uh, but I want to have a regular day of the week where I Twitch for whatever many hours, not like this. No, but actually play games live where you can watch me and comment on it. I try to be entertaining. I try to comment on the game and be silly. And then I upload it to YouTube afterwards. But I think I'm going to make, I'm going to see if it's either Tuesday or Thursdays that would be best for me. And because I could either call it Twitch Tuesday or Twitch Thursday, Twitch Monday. That doesn't work. Does it? Uh, but, uh, I will let you guys know, but I think I want to start doing that on a regular basis every single week. And then the following day, do this show, try to work in a trailer react, which I was going to announce later. But if you heard my show announcement, you know all about it. You know? Uh, so, um, let's see what else I have. So, yes, I'm going to be twitching. Uh, by the way, if you go to nimpodcast.blogspot.com, there's a link to my Twitch there. If you are not a member of Twitch or whatever, you can sign on and then subscribe to me. And that way you will get an email roughly 10, 15 minutes after I've started. <laughs> it's not really consistent right away, but you will know when I'm twitching and you can... Hop on and watch me play or catch it later on YouTube. Um, I just want to keep putting out content, especially for the patrons, which would be awesome. Um, okay. Let me see something here. All right. Star Wars The Force Awakens, as we all know, comes out April 5th on Blu-ray. Uh, I think it's funny, people, they say in these articles, on DVD and Blu-ray. Do we really have to talk about DVD anymore? Come on. Uh, but anyway, here's a bad story, though. Star Wars The Force Awakens Blu-ray edition leaks online. More than 250,000 downloads in less than 24 hours. Boo! Come on, people. <laughs> Disney needs your money. What are you doing downloading it for free? No, but seriously, um, you know, according to Torrent Freak, dozens of copies of the Blu-ray version of The Force Awakens appeared online. Wait, wait. If they say copies, Blu-ray, it's a digital file. It's, okay, whatever. They already established that 250,000 downloads. Why are they calling it co dozens of copies? That's just kind of silly. It's not like it's a bin in a flea market or something. Um, this isn't the first time the film has appeared on file sharing sites, but now a high definition version has been made available in an attempt to prevent as many links as possible. Disney has sent out thousands of requests to Google to take down any mention of the film in relation to search queries for pirated versions of the film. 
Now that the retail discs have been manufactured and are being sent out to retailers, it's getting harder to keep track. The Blu-ray edition of the film comes out with a variety of special features, including a behind-the-scenes documentary, which I am really excited to watch that. I love that kind of stuff. That follows the cast and crew as the movie was being made, and of course, a few deleted scenes. I always go back to it, guys. On the Phantom Menace disc, there's a documentary called The Beginning that is fantastic. It's better than The Phantom Menace itself. And I can't wait to watch this behind-the-scenes documentary. In fact, you can actually watch a trailer of it on YouTube if you go to Star Wars Force Awakens Blu-ray documentary teaser. And let's check it out real quick. This was going to be the first gathering of the original cast and new cast. This feeling came over me that hadn't happened since Tunisia on the first one. Star Wars seemed like a kind of universe that might accept me. I just remember thinking, we are about to shoot this thing and I'm not ready. I still thought that I was auditioning. That this was the last test. It was the scene that terrified me the most. This is serious stuff. And we wanted it to be right. Ben! Whoa. <laughs> Seriously, I'm still excited about Star Wars. I've already seen the damn movie, but uh, I want to see that documentary. Looks pretty cool. They also tease, of course, the deleted scenes that aren't in the movie, which are neat to see. I don't get really excited about those unless it's... Here's my take on deleted scenes. They're neat and all, but unless it's a film that I've loved for years and years, like since childhood, and then I get to see a deleted scene? That's exciting. Like the mysterious two gorillas driving the sports car in the Goonies that Steven Spielberg supposedly directed, which doesn't exist anywhere. If that footage was to come out, I would be super excited. It's like the first time I saw the cut octopus scene from Goonies, which was, I can see why they cut it out, but it's exciting. The first time I saw the sentry guns from uh, Aliens, James Cameron's Aliens, I, my mind was blown. I was like, holy shit! Like, the scene keeps going where they're talking about the how many bullets they have left and all this. And dangerous, honey. Don't touch it. And what else you got? And all of a sudden, it's, we got these sentry guns or whatever. And it's like, what? Like the scene cuts in the theatrical version, but in this version, it keeps going. It's awesome. Like stuff like that's awesome. And, you know, I've said it before that James Cameron always had the coolest deleted scenes in his movies. It would just be like mind blown type of shit. And, you know, of course, you always have to mention when talking about deleted scenes, the abyss, when he cut out the whole third act of the film in frustration, when you see it restored, it's like, Dude, this makes the movie so much better. Why did he cut it out? The same goes... Uh, the uncut version... I know a lot of people uh, diss Avatar or whatever, but the director's cut of Avatar is superior to the theatrical film if you dare sit through that movie again. Uh, another director's cut that I can't believe wasn't released in theaters, and I talked about this before, a lot of... You know, it's... As long as we're talking about Zack Snyder here and people shitting on him, uh, the director's cut of Watchmen is 
10 times better than the theatrical version of Watchmen. The theatrical version of Watchmen is an unfinished film. Un- it's just not right. The, th- the director's cut is superior in every way. So if you were to watch that version, so somehow I went from deleted scenes to director's cuts. I'm sorry, but that's just what happens. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm excited about that documentary. And of course I will watch the deleted scenes, but I don't get as all crazy about deleted scenes. Cause it's not the film anymore. It's neat. But if they release these deleted scenes 30 years from now, after I've seen the force awakens many times and the other movies are coming out and then I'd be like, Whoa, but right now, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, you know. You know, whatever. Okay, here's another piece of news here. Tell me if you guys are excited about this. CBS finds new MacGyver. <laughs> uh, Lucas Till. I don't know what you're saying. Who? Who's Lucas Till? I, I, you know, I know. Okay, let me. This is who Lucas Till is. He is Havoc. In X-Men, the first class, in the last one, he was Havoc in there. Remember him? A little bit. Uh, Does he have many lines? No, he doesn't. But he's MacGyver now. CBS has found its modern-day MacGyver. Variety is confirmed. Till we take on that title character first made famous by Richard Dean Anderson, which, come on, guys, huge shoes to fill there. Uh, the MacGyver pilot is described as a reimagining of the original show following Till's 20-something MacGyver as he gets recruited into a clandestine organization where he uses his knack for solving problems in unconventional ways, like two popsicle sticks and some bubble gum and making a bomb out of it. Um, also newly cast in the series is Josh Boone. He'll play Gunner, MacGyver's best friend from high school. The duo joins the previously announced CSI alum, George Eads, I think that's how you say his name, who will play Lincoln, a man who could easily be written off as an eccentric conspiracy theorist, but he's a legit government employee with great capability for compassion. Wow, I am not excited about this show. <laughs> I, did you, I know Bill watched MacGyver. I just made fun of it. I was too old for it, and I thought it was silly. I mean, I know I say I was too old for it. What I'm saying is it's probably more appealing to younger kids, even though it was a primetime show. Uh, I'm not trying to be like a a TV snob, all right? Because I'm not. I watch a lot of bad television, guys. I watch Shadowhunters on uh, Freeform, for Christ's sakes. Um, But I uh, will definitely watch the pilot episode of The New MacGyver. I know I can't promise that I will keep watching it, but, uh, yeah. Now I want to get to, uh, some more video game talk. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, before I get to that, I wanted to mention this. Did you guys know that, do you guys remember God's not dead? The, uh, it's kind of this religious movie with Kevin Sorbo. It's like this kid is in college and his uh, teacher, he may be in high school. I don't know, but Kevin Sorbo who's a very um, uh, devout kind of guy. But in the movie, he's supposed to not believe in God. And you're, the guy's supposed to write an essay on why God doesn't exist or some shit like that. But anyway, it looked real cheesy. But there's a sequel, God's Not Dead 2, starring Melissa Joan Hart. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. 
so awesome that I need to watch the trailer. I hate what people like your client stand for. We're going to prove once and for all that God is dead. You're passionate about what you believe. I mean, let's face it, it's why you're in trouble in the first place. A student asked a question about remarks allegedly made by Jesus, and your answer incorporated scripture itself. Yes. What were you thinking, Grace? I gave an honest answer to a student's legitimate question. I am not going to be afraid to say the name Jesus. They're asking that you be fired <laughs> plus revocation of your teaching certificate. You're on your own. So what's the good news? I don't like to lose. They've been dreaming of a case like this. They want to make an example of you. Their true motivation was to take an innocent question and turn it into an opportunity to preach. The message of the gospel has a standing in the way of a lot of things that powerful people want. We're at war. I'm not in the matter of Thorley versus Wesley. Mr. Cain will insist faith is on trial. But that is exactly what is on trial. If we grant Miss Wesley the right to violate the law, then our society will crumble. The four gospels contain the actual words of Jesus. You're looking to prove Jesus Christ existed? That's ridiculous. If we're going to insist that a Christian's right to believe is subordinate to all of the rights, then it's not a right. Somebody is always going to be offended. Have you reached a decision? I would rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. God bless you. Careful. But you might end up on trial. All right, guys. uh, Be prepared to go to the theaters for that. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean video on demand. So, yeah, that looks great, doesn't it? Now, I want to get to some video game news. Um, And this kind of puzzled me. Being someone who uh, recently received a PS4 from his wife as a gift, which is awesome. I never thought I'd be able to own one, but the price went down pretty fast. You know, uh, they're more affordable now than when they first came out. But I read this article and I was like, hmm, this is on Tech Radar. Sony's rumored PS4.5 to power stronger 4K and VR gaming. I was like, huh? Sources point to a possible upgrade to the PlayStation 4. The rumor mill is a churnin. This time, whispering plans from Sony to release an upgraded PlayStation 4.5 that features better performances and 4K gaming support. Multiple sources told Kotaku about Sony's intentions to release an upgraded PS4, citing an improved GPU in the hardware that will allow games and other applications to run faster, as well as a boost in the graphical power of the games played. Sony is refusing to comment on speculation, though the story comes from developers claiming to work with Sony's PlayStation division. While still left to uncertainty, the ex- the existence of a graphically boosted PS4 would be timed well with the upcoming release of the PlayStation VR, Sony's offering for the virtual VR market. Set to release in October, PSVR would benefit greatly from an improved processor. See, the thing that bothers me about this 
<clears throat> is I thought I already bought a badass PS4 with the future in it, you know? Don't tell me I need to buy another whole new PlayStation for better shit. That annoys me, man. And I wondered about the 4K stuff because, you know, we've got 4K TVs now. I don't have one, and I'm sure a lot of you don't. We're just waiting for them to get cheaper and become the norm. But I I expected the Xbox One and the PS4 to be 4K. And when they weren't, I was like, oh, okay, uh, maybe maybe they'll look great on 4K sets, and that's all that matters, right? Well, now that they're announcing, well, of course, it's speculation, guys, but it could be true. You know, that's how the way the news is reported these days. It's all speculation. <laughs> what else would we have to talk about? But no official sources have publicly, publicly confirmed these plans, nor have any crucial details such as price, release date, or what will become of older models of PS4s been expounded upon. Tech, ra- tech Radar will continue to update the story. Yeah, your speculation story. But anyway, just reading it annoys me. Um, I hope it's not true. I want to hear about the PS5, like, I'm not kidding, five years from now. I don't want to hear about any kind of next step. I know it's PS4.5, but not right now. The friggin' game console just came out. Ah. Uh. You got to make do with what you have now, guys. Please. (laughs) Don't make me... Because that's what happens. We feel like, oh, we don't have as good as what's out there. It kind of sinks in and you feel like, hey, what PS4 do you have? Is that the PS4 regular or the .5? Oh, the PS4, the first one? Oh. Oh? What do you mean, oh? Oh, just nothing. And enjoy your inferior machine. Oh, you bastards! It feels inferior! Damn you! And uh, that's why that would bother me somewhat. It's not that I have to I have to have the best. It's that I thought I already purchased the best that's going to be available. So just so you understand that. So I'd love to talk with uh, Bill about this and uh, Adam Sexton about other gaming stuff. Uh, but, uh, right now I want to tease a show I want to do. I talk about it in our NIM special announcement, which was a trailer reaction show. A lot of times a trailer will come out like the new Ghostbusters one that just came out. And I immediately want to talk about it. I want to talk about it with Bill or, uh, Adam or whoever's available. Just like hit record and let's just start talking about it and release it as a show. And I want to call that show trailer react. And if you guys are interested in that, just let me know. Uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to record an episode, episode zero of trailer react and see what you guys think of it. If you think it's a cool thing, or if I can just wait till, you know, when the regular ETL daily comes around, we could do that. But, um, Basically what happens is say like a couple of weeks go by where we can't do the show and there's no content coming out. I want that content to regularly come out. Now an ET landfill news show like this one right here you're listening to, I can do my myself and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. It's a different beast than regular entertainment landfill. So will the trailer react. I'd love to have lots of different guests reacting to these trailers because it's funny that 
I will see on sites when a new trailer comes out where they dissect the trailer and they have moving gifs of each image. And I'm like, come on, guys, you're going overboard. But then I was thinking, no, 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 I want to do that <laughs> with somebody else. And that would be fun. It would be fun to dissect things or just give our opinion on what we saw or whatever. Uh, usually it would be with a big film. And I most certainly would want to do one on... As soon as there's a Dark Tower movie trailer, you be believe me, we're going to dissect the shit out of that. But I think it would be pretty exciting. Uh, so I'm really excited about Trailer React. And I will get one of those out there on the feed soon for you guys to hear. Uh, and I'm excited about that. So I want to remind you guys to check out the Mixler app on your smartphone. It'd be cool to be able to catch us live whenever we go live. Also, check out the Podbean app in your app store. That way you can get all of our shows available to you on the app. You'll see Entertainment Landfill and see just just scroll down. You can download or even stream any episode you want at any time if you love us. But you know what? It's a pretty cool app for other shows too. Uh, I was looking at it and you can get pretty much any podcast on there pretty much. Uh, I, that's an exaggeration. I don't know if you can get any podcast, but you guys know what I mean. Just look at it at least, you know, you may not like to have apps on your phone. I don't know. So, um, I want to thank all of our patrons of entertainment landfill, and I'm going to go through and thank them. Xavier, Ken Preventure, Rob Bickmore. Thank you, sir. Ross Pony, Jason Swinchock. Jennifer Morris, Steve Steinbach, Rick Lidster, John Waltz, Jenny, Adam Sexton, Carl, Slade Bailey, Brandon, Kelly, B. Sly, Mark Anderson, Stephen Wiley, Darren Finland, Bill Lochner, Mike Metcalf, Brian, Sean Uyoka, Nathena Lewis, Adam Howard from the Bay Area, Hodor, and Tom, thank you guys so much for supporting Entertainment Landfill, for being patrons all this time. I appreciate it. I want to build a better show. I want to put out more content for you, and hopefully we'll pick up some more patrons as we go along. Because uh, there's no shame in building the empire of Entertainment Landfill. You know, I was talking about my talking to my wife about how you know, this is essentially my job and I want to be proud of it and I want to put out lots more good stuff and hopefully you guys like it. And the more people like it, hopefully they become patrons and we build upon that. If you look at the um, patreon.com slash landfill page, you'll see that the next goal is $175 a month. And we will complete the Dark Tower saga with a special show. Now, I don't say shows because I like to think of it as a roundtable conversation with Stephen and Bill where we talk about the whole series. It could be a series of part one, part two, part three because it'll be a long show. But I would really like to do that. And uh, you guys can help make it happen if you're listening. You like the idea of Landfill News, Trailer React... And, of course, regular ETL Daily. Um, if you're excited, become a patron. 
as little as a dollar, guys, you could become a patron. You don't have to. It's not like you got to pay like a hundred dollars a month or something. It's not like your cell phone bill. It's just a dollar. You know, whatever you spend on nothing costs a dollar these days. But to be a patron of Entertainment Landfill, you could do that. Um, so I want to thank you guys for that. I'm really excited about this upcoming summer because I want to work hard all summer long. I don't know. It's something about the winter months. I was talking to Adam, uh, from the Bay area about this. I become less productive. I think it's like wintertime depression or something where all these ideas I have happen in the springtime. (laughs) So I'm going to try not to lose any momentum. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, once again, thank you. And I can't wait to talk about all the summer movies and the new video games coming out. I'm excited about uh, Uncharted 4. I'm excited about No Man's Sky. Um, Hopefully I don't need a PS 4.5 to play those. And also remember, I will make an announcement. If you are into Twitch, if you like watching people play video games, uh, be sure and check out my Twitch channel if you get a chance. And uh, you know what's funny is I heard somebody talking about Twitch or they were talking about well, even YouTube. People, My daughter, all she does is watch people play video games and talk and have fun and I hear her giggling. Uh, it's entertaining. It's like instead of regular TV shows, this generation of kids or the youngsters, they watch people play video games. And, uh, I heard somebody talking about it. I don't know if it was on TV or what, or another podcast, but they were saying that if you think about it, have you ever watched Bob Ross paint? I know that's a bad example, but you're not painting with them. You're just watching a guy paint and it's entertaining. It's entertainment, a cooking show. You don't get to eat the food. You get to watch somebody make food. It's entertainment. You're watching somebody play a video game and enjoy themselves, and somehow you're getting enjoyment out of it, too. Maybe you don't own the game, or you can't afford it, or you like seeing somebody who's fun play it, and it's like you're playing it with them. It's, there's, you don't need an explanation. It's good times. Uh, and I think it, once we get past the trying to explain why is this appealing to anyone, then we can just relax and just have a good time. And uh, that's what I want to do. I enjoy twitching as long as the feed looks good. For some reason on the PS4, it looks way better than when I'm twitching from the Xbox. I guess it's that inferior hardware, guys. You know how it is. Um, (laughs) But uh, I'm excited about that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed Landfill News. I'm kind of running out of steam here because I ran out of stories. But... But basically what I'll do is I'll have my little steno pad and I'll write down any or bookmark stories I want to do on the following show and then try to cover stuff and then uh, hopefully have people sit in with me from time to time. So guys, check out nimpodcast.blogspot.com. I changed the whole appearance of it. Hope you guys dig that. Also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Jstrom. You can follow Bill at Mulberry Bill, Stephen at at PCZ Steven, although he never tweets anything. Um, also, be sure and uh, join our fan club on Facebook. Awesome! Because that's where we post trailers when we see them, or funny news stories about Buddy Velastro, and all that kind of stuff. 
Also, um, I this is something I haven't really talked about on the show, but it just I don't know. We're doomed. Where our archive got screwed, like all of our old shows are gone that I had uploaded. The there and I'm going slowly, one at a time, uploading those shows. Like I think episode one through five, maybe one through ten are available, but then. They're all gone, and I'm doing it one episode at a time. Now, when you have this many shows, like there's over 300 uh, Nowhere in Mulberries, and we came Entertainment Landfill, and now we're whatever. Uh, I, I think it's like episode one through 170-something that aren't on the feed. I will have to slowly, one by one, re-upload those. But uh, I will try to get our archive going again. Uh, I don't know what happens, but it always something always happens. But I'm finally uploading it to Podbean along with the rest of our shows. So hopefully we'll never have to have the problem again unless Podbean goes out of business, which then I would be totally screwed and have to do it again. But guys, thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode. Well, no, no, guys. It's the zero episode of Landfill News. I hope you guys dig it. I can't wait to see... Uh, I can't wait to see Batman vs. Superman talk about that. I can't wait to uh, do the show again, and hopefully you guys keep listening. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the show, and thank you for supporting us, patrons. And what are you guys waiting for? Get out there and absorb film, television, and pop culture, and I'll see you next time! Now this is podcasting. Casting.